calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Previously on The Madness of Chartrullian, it is good to see you, Yoba. A long time has passed, hasn't it? I have little nostalgia for our seminary days. Would you mind taking me to see the ones who are really sick? The boy is Ditron. The girl is Hamina. What's causing this? Paladins have been calling it the Berserker. You're going to need more qualified help. We need Philly. How long are you willing to wait? Is that Shan? There's no other help for them in Simitu. I've come to see Astraeus and discuss my ship. What is she talking about? A request was made and we are supposed to determine whether or not it is feasible. Yeah, which it's not. I beg your pardon? A ship for me would have to be huge, like all the way up to the ceiling huge. In some strange way, I almost want to build this ship to see if it can even be done. What happens? I'm curious when people die on your planet. Notable deaths are observed by members of the Order, and certain rites of passage are performed shortly after. Interesting. Tell us more. The following episode contains themes that may be distressing to some audiences. See our show notes for a full list of content warnings, as well as links to transcripts.
Pass of Chartrulia. Episode 7, Where It Begins. It's the dream of every young politico to be granted access to the Library of Idrica, a cornucopia of ancient wisdom and the most complete repository of Arcasian knowledge in existence. When I was young, I was lucky enough to be given the honour, thanks to the good words someone put in on my behalf, and so I spent several years in the seminary, studying the history of our planet, a heritage site protected by the mystics and the saints before them. The seminary is rumoured to harbour secrets beyond imagining for those who can solve its many puzzles. (laughs) I was personally never that motivated. But one day, I met someone who was. Are you all right, miss? I have never met anyone so rude. I beg your pardon? Not you. Then who? The Messiah. The Messiah is here. Everyone knows. He's always lurking in the darkest places and hiding among us in plain sight. That's news to me, and I make it my business to know everything. Apparently not. Are you sure it's him? If I wasn't before, then I am now. Fine. Tell me what happened. I followed the corridor to the place where the girl said he would be. There he was, dressed in a long Jardejo tunic with his black eyes and a generally feral look. He was staring at some kind of butterfly contraption, a moving diorama of sorts. I was immediately obsessed. (laughs) At last... I think I found the Superman. Have you come to have your fortune told? No. Then why? Entertainment. (laughs) What cheap trick would you like the Superman to perform for you? No tricks. Just conversation. I don't have any interest in politics. How did you know I'm into politics? You're wearing the Starbringer crest. Maybe we'll work together one day. Me, a Chamberlain to King Starbringer, and you doing whatever it is you do. All the more reason to get acquainted now. I don't work for or with anyone. What's your name? Chartrulian. Yoba. What brings you to Idrica, Chartrulian? Knowledge. Isn't that why any of us are here? What's your intrigue? Engineering. (laughs) What? Are you joking? Why would I be? Shouldn't you be studying, I don't know, something more... Jardeo-y? Technology is heavily intertwined with Jardeo. Only recently has it been less so. Will it help with all your messiah stuff? Leave if you're going to be purposefully ignorant. I'm curious. What exactly is a messiah supposed to do in this modern world anyway? Same as always. Guide humanity towards an enlightened and prosperous future. How? By choosing what happens next. I'm told you can see the future. Only what the gods allow me to see. Then how is that a choice? That's the problem. And exactly why I'm more interested in our past. Let me get this straight. You have a gift that allows you to see into the future, but choose to look into the past? Few people can look into the past very well. Seems straightforward to me. 
You just open a book. You clearly lack the capacity to understand. Then help me. Look at this automaton. This weird butterfly thing? It doesn't operate by magic. Someone built it. Imagine it as a metaphor for the past. When you look into the past, you can see the whole automaton. Who built it, how it works, the previous failed automatons, etc. I think I follow. Now imagine someone from the future is trying to sell you this same automaton, but they're only showing you the finished butterfly. Ah, huh. Our entire story is contained here in the seminary, in books, and, if you know where to look... What did you just do? The seminary is full of little curiosities, hidden doors and secret compartments, and in them, wisdom. Don't leave me in suspense. What did you just find? A message. What's it say? Um... A butterfly cannot see the beauty of its own wings. Or something like that. Mm, that doesn't seem very useful. Not everything here is. This one's a little disappointing, actually. Do all messiahs run around solving puzzles? You'd have to ask my predecessor. I have to go. How can I find you again? If you're as clever as you think you are, I'm sure you'll figure something out. I ruminated on our meeting for days, thinking of the automaton and its hidden message. Then, in passing, I heard a conversation between one of the mystics and a groundskeeper. There was some growing anxiety around Chartrullian's penchant for exploration. There was something there that they didn't want him to find. Then. One day, I found him again in the lower levels of the seminary. People were saying he hadn't come up for days. By the time I reached him, <laughs> he was manic. He had surrounded himself in piles of open books and stood in front of a giant fresco depicting a city half-consumed by flames at the foot of a mountain. When I approached, he somehow knew it was me without even looking. Do you see this mural? Hard not to. It's called... The path of abomination. Do you understand what it means? Sure. There's what looks like a horned dog standing on a rock, <laughs> another big scary dog, and a man. No. Is the dog the only animal you know? Evidently. This is everything. There's something hiding here that I need. How long have you been staring at it? The first figure, that horned dog, as you called it, is a goat. A wolf, again, not dog, is the center figure. And the man? It's not a man, it's a child. Wouldn't the child come first? Is explaining this as hopeless as it seems? No, I think I get it. The goat must be us. The mountain, something likened to knowledge. Hmm. Now, the wolf, I'm not so sure. Could be many things, really. But the child could be some sort of rebirth. Hmm. Is that close? Yes and no. I give up. What's the wolf? It's what concerns me. The wolf is survival. These symbols tell the story of our evolution. The city below 
the potential consequences of our actions. I don't get it. Don't you see? The wolf is abomination. That sounds scary. I was content with dog. The path of abomination threatens everything that's constant. It's destroyed everything once before, a thousand years ago. It was so devastating that they tried to erase it from history. Why did it fail? The mountain represents the challenges we face on the path to true enlightenment. If we, the goat, have not apexed the mountain before the path of abomination is invoked, chaos. Is that what all this fire means? This really is on the morbid side, now that I look at it. It could be wonderful. And it starts right here, where we're standing right now. Is this one of those choices? Yes. But it's more dangerous than I ever anticipated. I need to be convinced that humanity is worth the risk. The more I learn about our past, the more I'm starting to doubt it. That's a glib outlook for the Messiah. Aren't you supposed to save us all? Save? (laughs) Don't misunderstand. An enlightened and prosperous future could be one without man. The Star Makers don't care if we live or die, only that our potential endures. To that end, I am their puppet. What happens to our potential if everyone dies? Someone somewhere else starts over. Or the knowledge we leave behind is inherited. Sounds like a waste of time. The Star Makers don't experience time as we do. Real quick, is there a difference between gods and Star Makers? Because the nomenclature is getting a little confusing. There are no gods. I know that now. You praise gods, fear gods. The Star Makers just are. Maybe you should go easy. Maybe you should wake up. Our vanity causes us to look only at ourselves, but look out there. The Rao also have potential. We aren't unique or irreplaceable. We're just confusing potential with control. So, where do we go from here if both success and failure are hardwired in? I have found a way to give us both life and potential. If I can be convinced it's worth the risk. Are you asking for some outside perspective? I lack compassion or a sense of righteousness. But you do not. Could you show me that humanity is worth saving? I could try. But what would be in it for me? (laughs) Maldoro warned me about people like you. Like what, exactly? People who would try to use me. Everybody. Why did you really come down here? I'm just trying to be fair. If I help you, I want something in return. It should be no work for you. What? So much is kept from us. Jadeo is largely ignored by normal people, written off as folklore and the stuff of fantasy. But here, I'm learning that it's much more than that. It's a failure of evolution. We were given a boon to our existence we could not embrace for all of our flaws. A tragedy of existential proportions, and we continue to make it worse. Get to your point. You're my access. I want you to show me, prove to me, that these star makers, that they're real. Why? Because as troubled as we are, 
people can be inherently good. If I'm going to spend my life as a public servant, I need to know that we can beat the darker aspects of our nature. That there's more to us than I can see. I think you have a deal. Now let's begin. King Starbringer, Yoba, and the Council sat in uncomfortable silence. Some pursed their lips and stared at the tabletop, others jotted down notes. The rest fixed their gazes on the empty chairs at the other end of the table. At last, the door swung open and Dretchen, Grobian, and their security entourage entered the chamber, twenty minutes late. The room remained silent as the ambassadors found their chairs then took their time adjusting their robes, arranging paperwork, and allowing servants to pour them glasses of water. A long few minutes passed before the silence was finally broken. Our tardiness is on account of poor sleep. Is there a problem with your accommodations? Uh, Your planet, it is very bright, and the night's short. We're used to a less demanding schedule. Slot is everywhere. Is there no relief from it? My elbows are cracking. I'll have something sent for your elbows. Don't bother. Where's Sidar? Is his health not improving? He's not long for this world. Your doctor is with him now. Does he need to be returned to your colony? If we can just speed things along here, the three of you could return all the sooner. These things cannot be rushed. He wants to be part of these negotiations until his last breath. Grant him that. Noble to the very end. Actually, there is something you can do. As a symbol of our alliance moving forward, uh, Sidar has tasked me to request for his passing be observed by your religious authority. (laughs) I sense some hesitation. Is there a problem? with his request. Uh, No, no problem. Maybe we'll even get to meet one of your gods in the process. (laughs) Consider it done. Now, on to business. We have a few requests. Uh, uh, Please give this counter-proposal to this highness to look over. These are extensive. This treaty thing is quite a complicated ordeal, and all this paper... We need to build a strong foundation for this relationship, if it's to exist at all. Otherwise, you can find somewhere else to park your armada. (laughs) I like a hard bargain. We'll take the afternoon to look this over. Why don't you get caught up on rest, and we'll reconvene in a few hours. Yes. Do take your time analyzing these papers. Um, how exactly do you expect to satisfy their request for Sidar? Well, we start by asking nicely. If that doesn't work, and it probably won't, We'll just have to come up with something else. Right. 
I need a diversion. Wait. Uh, excuse me, Your Highness. Uh, Chamberlain, there's a woman and some children here seeking an audience with King Starbringer. I'm busy. They're from Bethema. Great. They've probably come to beg us not to pull our support. That's very lowbrow of them, using children like that. Is there no compromise? Your late wife put in a lot of effort to foster a relationship with Bethema. And look how they repaid her. But the children... <laughs> Bethema is under Maldoro's jurisdiction. If I don't get to see what goes on behind closed doors, it doesn't get my support. Why not send Sophrosyne to see them? It'll give her something to do. Mm, good idea. I'll tell her. I'll go and make sure they're comfortable. Where will you be? Astraeus. I'm craving some more of the Admiral's wine. Go ahead. I'll catch you up. As for you, here's a token for your trouble. Thank you, sir. Yoba pulled a slip of currency from his breast pocket and handed it to the messenger. As it changed hands, so did something else. Two names. Pytra and Lybender. What are you up to? Are they in pain? No. Not physical pain. But who knows what horrors they face in the void. Does seeing them bother you? Uh, no, of course not. I mean, I think I knew what to expect, but was just less ready for it than I'd hoped. In what way do you mean? I didn't think seeing this kind of thing again would trigger all these feelings. Again? You mean you've seen this before? The last time I was in an environment like this was with my mother. I see. Berserker. It's such an ugly word. Why do you call it that, anyway? It changes you. Strips you of who you are. And turns you into the worst version of yourself. We use the term madness lightly. But it really is like a slow destruction of oneself. A blurring of the lines between what's perceived and what's imagined. Until the loss of dignity is total. In a way, these two were lucky. Their fates were rendered quickly. For others, it's been coming on more slowly. I'm so sorry. Who's that woman looking after them? She doesn't look like a nurse. My old matron is doing what she can to ensure their comfort. At least, until we can find our doctor. What do you mean, find your doctor? They haven't been seen by an actual doctor? We need someone with knowledge beyond what academic medicine provides. There's only one person like that I can trust. However, he is in the north. We lost communication after a blizzard overtook his encampment. We have no choice but to wait until it subsides. How long has it been? Weeks. Could be several more. But there's no time. Can no one just go in there and get him? There are efforts in progress. Is there no one else who can help in the meantime? Bethema, they have doctors. It's not possible. Not possible, or you haven't tried. Can you imagine the alarms we would raise? Fugitives walking into Bethema with an unidentified malignant disease, no less. There has to be something you haven't thought of. Do you think we haven't tried everything we could think of by now? I'm not entirely convinced you have. And what would you do differently? I'm not sure, but I certainly wouldn't just be content waiting around. Content waiting around? <clears throat> 
First you dislike my ships, then you disapprove of the summit, and now you disapprove of how I handle the very few people in this world that I actually care about. Is there anything I am doing well? I don't mean to criticize. I just want to do more to help you. (laughs) Just please, let me try. Is this constant criticism the kind of help I have to look forward to from you? Because if it is, it does me no good. You got your hour out of me. Now playtime is over. I am contending with real, serious problems. I'm sorry, I- And whatever time I give to you is taking it away from time I should be spending helping them. Don't you dare talk to me like my time is worth less than yours. You forget who I am. And who do you think you are talking to exactly? I have told you once before, do not belittle me. Look, I'm sorry you're hurting. But hurting? Spare me your pity. And never walk through my door again if your sole intention is to be a drain. That was not my intention. So much arrogance coming from someone who knows nothing. Please, would you just look at me? I require a moment to myself. I had no idea you'd ever take me so seriously. I guess I just thought that I could make it sound like you needed me and I... I do not. I'm so stupid. Your woman is very pretty, albeit on the younger side. She is not my woman. And I am not an idiot. Now stop that. Stop what? You're all up here. Relax the arms. Relax the shoulders. Breathe. (sighs) Look at this. That looks a lot like your hand. It stopped shaking. Oh, is this hand having a better day than that hand? You are insufferable. Did you need something else? No. Bye-bye. What? Hello? 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 Hmm. That's odd. King Starbringer. Everything all right, girl? Where is everybody? Uh... Well, Chartrullian is off somewhere with the princess, and Hevelian took Cythalia to the gym. Should I fetch them, or the Admiral? Ah, yes. Um, the Admiral, please. I, I don't want to ruin any of the kids' fun. Okay. Be back in a moment. Hmm. Daughter with a grown man. Unchaperoned. Me sober. This is all right. Right? Would you have allowed it? (laughs) Of course you would have. You were more trusting. Too trusting. You were fool enough to marry me. (laughs) Your Majesty! Oh, hello. I was wondering where everyone was hiding. What are you doing here? I needed a distraction. Uh, I know these two heroes, don't I? Um, Havalian and a brook, if I remember. Yes, Your, your Majesty. Majesty. <laughs> Please. I'm in your house. Oh, uh, I'm sorry about yesterday. No matter what I thought I was saying at the time, there was no excuse for it. <laughs> no harm, no foul, boy. To be honest, I enjoyed watching those old warhawks sweat a little. Well, I, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a little fun. <laughs> we really were excited. I mean... 
I haven't taken my medal off since yesterday. <laughs> Me neither. I doubt the others have too. No kidding. <laughs> Careful, boys. Don't inflate this old man's ego too much. You. Hopefully I didn't keep you waiting. <clears throat> oh, sorry. King Starbringer. <laughs> I didn't see the kids there. Look at us, Lapidine. <laughs> the old guard back together again. I've picked the perfect wine for the occasion. <laughs> Frozy, there you are. Dad. Are you all right? Well, why wouldn't I be? So, Chartrullian, did the two of you make any progress on the ship? Um, well, Sir had some very interesting ideas. Oh, did I now? Does that mean you'll take the commission? Wait. Don't you want to hear about it first? If my opinion has any weight, I'm going to need Chartrullian's full attention for the next phase. We have a lot of work to do. Actually, I have some thoughts. Seriously? Wonderful. What are you doing? Let's um, unwind a bit and talk. I've come to get drunk. Oh, boy. You really should lay off the wine. Well, if that's going to be your attitude, why don't you head home and entertain our visitors from Bethema? They've brought some children to parade around the capital. Children? <laughs> Am I crashing the party? <sighs> no. But I've almost got enough liquid courage going now to look at the Rouse Amendments. I glanced through it all after you left. It's going to be a long day. Oh, yes. What are your takeaways? And they want more concessions from us. On what grounds? <laughs> Whatever grounds we're willing to give them. Mm, of course. How about a toast? Uh, thank you, Admiral, but uh, I think I should pass. Hmm. Give it to Chartrullian. I can tolerate it. <laughs> Come on, Lavadine. Don't be stingy. There's only so much in the bottle, and you drank half already. <laughs> <laughs> A toast to the old guard and the new. <laughs> I will never acquire a taste for that. <laughs> You'd live longer. Is that your excuse? I'm the king. I don't need an excuse. Some tea for the Chamberlain? And a little something to settle the stomach. My goodness. Have you been hiding her all this time? She's very attentive. Too attentive. <laughs> Is there such a thing? The poor woman just wants you to be well. <laughs> How about you, Yoba? Jartrullian is letting a good woman go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tea is very good. I'll give her that. This is the most fun I've had in a while. A time like this is in rare supply these days. Verily. Better enjoy it while we can, eh? How are negotiations going? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> because Yoba wonders why we're even going through the motions. And he wants us to give them the benefit of the doubt. Interesting. Why? What have you observed? So far, no indication they're preparing to retaliate. The Zizithus is right where they left it, along with the rest of their armada. Things could get complicated if Sidar dies on our watch. <laughs> they don't seem too worried about that either. <sighs> I, so, uh, how do you kids plan on spending all our money? Uh, I, I, for one, would like to get moving on the Jardakai recruits. Oh yes? What's your plan there? <sighs> Avelian and I traveled to Idrica in less than a week's time. Mm. I'm not exactly sure what we're doing when we get there. Get people good and excited. Hold an assembly or two. I'll think about it. 
Avalian has some good ideas. We'll also need to get Astraeus ready to expand our little family. So far, people have been hesitant to involve themselves in our business for political reasons. What we really need is someone of Yoba's talents. Not so fast. I need him at the negotiation table. Oh, thank you very much. Talk about me like I'm not even here. <laughs> What's that? Out on the flats. Just south of the ridge. Now that's a rare sight. Mm. Looks like a herd of moss ball. Bit far from home, wouldn't you say? I've seen them out around our country residence. They must be desperate to be all the way out here, looking for food. Mm. Still hard to imagine that this was a sea long ago. There are lichen out there that they can eat, but agreed, troubling. That one bringing up the rear is not a boar, but a lone wolf. No doubt he'll soon be making dinner of one of them. No, it's not what you think. Even the animals have learned that food is scarce. Sometimes a pack will find a herd and protect it from the other predators. Occasionally a member of the herd falls behind and that's what sustains the pack. Isn't the herd afraid of the wolf? Well, yes, probably, but they seem to have come to some sort of an understanding. Such an interesting phenomenon. Mm. Chartrullian was transfixed on the wolf. One of the last surviving predators in the wild, the wolves were impressive creatures, and the sighting was incredibly rare. It was monstrous, much larger than any man, but this one appeared old and ragged. Its head swayed listlessly as it walked, nearly dragging its long, shaggy mane across the ground. Its snout hung open, revealing teeth the length and girth of a man's finger. Its eyes were blood-red from the stress of the journey, and its large paws were weighed down by caked salt. The last thing Chartrullian noticed disturbed him the most. It was emaciated. The wolf was so dedicated to its mission that it had rather starve than attack the herd. Suddenly, almost as if it felt Chartrullian's gaze, the monster stopped in its tracks and looked directly at him. Even from a distance, the sudden awareness of one another sent shudders down his spine. If they can change their nature, why can't we? Mm. Waxing poetic, are we? And a sentiment I'd like to finish my wine to. I cannot wait until all of this stuff is behind us. We should be focusing all our energy on finding ways to solve the bigger problems, not reneging on peace. I doubt it will come to that. Perhaps, but if we ever do leave Arcus, will we just take these problems along with us, or can they die here? Look at this godforsaken wasteland. Arcus was once a utopia. Now, it's a boneyard. I won't stand still and watch us be swallowed by the blight. The Starbringer Kings were so named because that was what we were destined to do. Bring the stars to the people. If I'm going to be the last, I'll be damned if I fail at destiny. You've been quiet, Chartrullian. What are you thinking? I'm thinking about the ship that I would like to build your daughter.
The Madness of Chartrullian was created by H.M. Radcliffe. Original music by Sean Renner. Performed by Sean Renner and the Invoke String Quartet. Editing and sound design by H.M. Radcliffe and Edward Calvi. With additional sound design by Will Fox. Narrated by Michael De La Mancha. Starring Odd Andrews, Cal Barton, Megan Bernasco, Magnus Carlson, Christian Collado, Kathleen Klein, Angela Laraca Hockman, Stacy Lightman, Adam Neal, Nina Nikolic, Carl Nordman, Israel Omodi, Kieran Reagan, Kennedy Phillips, and Reginald West. This has been a Pacquiao Media original production. Visit chartrulian.com to learn more. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.